When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My friends, I am Vivian McPeak, and this is Ham Present. If you have feedback and would like to suggest a guest or topic for Ham Present, email me at hempresent at gmail.com. I greatly enjoy hearing from you, the listener. Today's guests on Ham Present are David Ellison and Mo Berghaus. David Ellison is the founder of Scarlet Fire, an independent cannabis dispensary located in Toronto, Canada. Ellison left his career as a lawyer to pursue his passion for the rapidly growing cannabis industry, as well as to form a tribute to his favorite band, The Grateful Dead. His goal has been to embody the psychedelic experience of attending a dead performance, elevating the consumer to an altered plane of consciousness, hence Scarlet Fire. Moorberg House is Scarlet Fire's general manager and head cannabis curator, maintaining relationships with cannabis craft growers. Before cultivators can become suppliers for the cannabis retail store, Berghaus vets both the company and the product extensively to ensure that they can maintain the highest standards of quality. And I have these two quality guests with me here right now. Welcome, David and Mo, to Cannabis Radio. Hi, Vivian. How are you doing? Thanks for having us. Our pleasure. I am a lifelong deadhead who's blessed with having seen the band many times over the course of decades. So this is a subject that's close to my heart. Scarlet Fire is located in Toronto and it is a Grateful Dead inspired craft cannabis store marketed as a quote, customer friendly, easy to shop store that retains a focus on connoisseur quality cannabis that's carefully crafted by artisanal growers and processors who put art and love into their products, end quote. How can you argue with that? Uh, before we dive into the theme and decor of Scarlet Fire, can you touch on the artisanal growers and processors part? What's the vetting process like? What is it that you're looking for when selecting the cannabis brands that you feature at Scarlet Fire? What distinguishes artisanal growers from the rest? So uh, I'm going to hand this over to Mo as our head cannabis curator. I think uh, Mo is probably best, best to answer that one. I mean, in the world of cannabis, I mean, much like you find with wine, with scotch, with cheese, uh, the art of curing uh, definitely brings a higher quality to what you are going to be consuming. And, and that definitely relates to cannabis. And we look for those type of growers that are going to be doing everything by, by hand, uh, that they are going to put the time, the effort, and, and the love into the product. And that definitely you feel at the end of that process. I mean, when you do get to experience it. And I mean, just like anything, there's a law. So not all weed is good. Some of it's going to be machine and corporate grown. And it's not going to have that attention to detail as the cannabis that we like to focus on. You know, the growers that we look for are the ones that put the consumer first or the product that gets in the hands of the consumer above the bottom line that the most important thing for that for that grower is the product that the end user gets yeah and it's also about ethos for us not the product 
Scarlet Fire, I believe, is shorthand for the combination of the Grateful Dead songs Scarlet Begonias and Fire on the Mountain, which are often played together the first time the two songs were segued, being March 18th, 1977, when Fire on the Mountain made its debut. When did you know you wanted to open a Grateful Dead-inspired pot shop, and how did you decide on the name Scarlet Fire? Uh, yeah, so um, I wanted to open a pot shop when I was 14. <laughs> uh, right on. Uh, you know, as 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 I was a, a corporate securities lawyer, and most of my work was focused in uh, capital markets, capital markets area of the, of the canvas industry. Um, and you know, I you know, I, I mean, I've been uh, a consumer myself, avid everyday consumer for years. And, you know, being part of this industry became exciting. And, you know, I thought that there was real opportunity on the retail side, um, you know, not to make something big and huge, but, but to, to become sort of a real niche destination place uh, for getting the best craft cannabis, the best experienced uh, uh, um, cannabis sommeliers that, you know, to, to deal with. And we wanted to elevate the consumer experience. You know, I, I wanted to be able to create a place where it's not only the best cannabis store you've been to, maybe it's the best part of your day because you know 100%. everybody came in, the vibe we you know we create. It's a it's a it's a friendly place. So um, you know we wanted to create something special. You brought in seven point interiors to custom design the inside of Scarlet Fire. And the photos that I've seen are really impressive and reveal a visually stunning ambience. Can you describe the interior of your store? What can customers expect when they enter Scarlet Fire? Well, the, the real only instructions I gave to Seven Point Interiors, other than I wanted it to be Grateful Dead inspired or theme, but in a more esoteric way, is that I wanted to feel have the customer feel like they were transported to an altered state of consciousness when they when they come into the store um and um you know i think i think you know to the best design can we've we've done that it's a fun place to work in terms of atmosphere and vibe i mean i i haven't even been in let alone a cannabis store a retail store that has this type of vibe to it this kind of finish and look to it it's really fun and from from the outside you see a series of holes right it looks from the outside people don't know what it is and it stops people in their tracks and they think maybe it's mirrors it looks like an optical illusion but as you go inside you realize that what you saw was actually wasn't an illusion at all it was very real but it was totally different than what you thought you saw from the outside it's all part of the trip now, I understand that, David, you have uh, you, you feature a gallery of items from your personal collection. Can you tell us about some of the cool things that people can expect to see there? Right. So uh, we've got a, um, a couple of uh, replica Jerry Garcia guitars. We have Rosebud and we have Tiger. Uh, we have uh, tour posters that we've collected, ticket stubs that we've collected, uh, album covers. Um, tour shirts are there, including the very first Grateful Dead shirt I bought at a Florida flea market at 16 years old. Uh, but the, the shows that I bought, the shirts I bought on my first shows are there. Uh, the, the only thing that actually got ruined during the whole process is that I had a New Year's 91 shirt that I loved the shirt. And uh, one of the one of the uh, tradespeople uh, you know, cut the shirt in half and used it as a cloth. 
Yeah. <laughs> the horror. The horror. That's sacrilege, blaspheme. Right. <laughs> it was really sad. Um, how about the auditory ambience in your store? I imagine you've got music playing to soothe the savage patron while they're per per perusing your selections of quality ganja. Yeah, yeah, we we uh, we have a sound system in the store. Uh, it's you know, you know, I think we just kind of got lucky with the acoustics. I, you know, it wasn't designed for the acoustics, um, but the acoustics are really good in there. We get a really nice vibe. So. Um, you know, every time the new Dave's picks comes in, you know, like I run it into the store saying, we got to listen to this, right? Because um, we, we want to listen to it in the middle of the store and sitting up, there's, there's a bench uh, along the side of the store that has some, some digital screens attached to it. Uh, it's one of the best places to sit and listen, um, especially because you've got a view of like the psychedelic images that are coming through those portholes I discussed earlier. Uh, and then we usually have a couple of shows and a couple other screens going on. So there's this, it's a sort of climax part of the store in terms of audio visual, uh, 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 the, the audio visual experience. Uh, I, I, I grew up on, you know, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Grand Funk Railroad and all that stuff uh, in, in California. And I didn't really understand the Grateful Dead's music that much until I went and saw them in 1974. And it was a transformational experience for me. And then the music made sense and the whole ethos made sense for me. And I've been enraptured ever, ever since. Um, quickly, we have about a minute and a half to the first break. What were your first impressions of the Grateful Dead like? Oh my goodness, I, I went when I was 17 years old and I saw a little ad in the paper where he was like a hundred bucks and you got a bus ride and a ticket to the Grateful Dead. And I had like American Beauty and Oxamoxa. And then I got like, just like, it was like a time machine into like, you know, off to, you know, Neverland. Like it was, it was incredible. And, and for me, that moment, the Grateful Dead became as much as my I, part of my identity as as anything. You know, it was the single most life altering moment. Like I was walking in one direction, and, and it was like you know, like someone just pulled me like a bungee cord in a different direction. Says, now you can follow the dead. It's magic instantaneously when you get there. You either connect with it, or well, you just connect with it. There's no other. Uh, uh, people don't go any other vibe, you know. It's beautiful. I was at Buckeye 93 from my first show and it blew my mind, man. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, when you get it, you get it, you know, uh, when it comes to the Grateful Dead. I mean, there's really, uh, there, there's a lot of comparable artists, but I don't think there's a comparable experience uh, as far as, as American bands go. I'm talking to David Ellison and Mo Berghaus. We're going to bring back uh, some more Scarlet Fire on the mountain here after our first breaks. So don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused.
We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back talking about Scarlet Fire. Um, a lot of cannabis companies are deliberately mainstreaming the identity of their stores and brands, kind of sanitizing the cultural associations that have historically been attached to cannabis. I've actually heard, you know, some people boast there's no tie dye or Bob Marley in my store. Uh, in an attempt, I think, to broaden or homogenize their customer target demographic. Obviously, you went in the opposite direction with Scarlet Fire. How important do you think it is to pay homage to Ganja's countercultural heritage? I mean, arguably, none of this would be happening if not for the 60s counterculture. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, like people, I just wouldn't want to walk in, me personally, wouldn't want to walk into a cannabis store that's like a Gap store. Right. Like, uh, uh, um, you know, and for the same thing, I wouldn't want to go shopping at the Gap at a place that should look like a cannabis store. Um, so, you know, I think I think Mo and this this comes from Mo said it perfectly saying, you know, you know, while every other store tried to gapify their store, we tried to psychedelify. We tried to make it interesting <laughs> and fun. Right. And, and isn't that what cannabis is about? Like cannabis is about like, you know, we are here because we want to improve people's lives cannabis right right so how like make it fun make it an enjoyable experience make it interesting make it make it like a journey right and and uh, you know there's a sense of of magic and a sense of adventure with the grateful dead and following the grateful dead and i i think we tried real hard to to bring that sense of magic and adventure to scarlet fire it's about helping people i mean the vibe we try go for is the shakedown street vibe, the energy, the love, the, the just the happiness that flows through there. And really, you can say that the weed is the, the show. So you, you come there, you grab that energy, you hop on board. And immediately when you crack that box of, uh, of cannabis, you're all of a sudden that weed becomes that experience, that show experience. And you make it, you elevate, it helps you elevate to a place where you want to uh, go and enjoy and it just makes everything better, right? And if we give that entrance way, uh, we hope that we send people along the right path or even a better path. Well, I have to say that, you know, the, the rec stores we have here in Seattle are kind of like walking into a 7-Eleven and, and they're just very impersonal and sanitized. Uh, I would love to see a Scarlet Fire in Seattle. You guys are an independent uh, store. Any any plans to franchise? Yeah. So so you know, someone asked me this question recently, and and my answer was, you know, so Scarlet Fire is like a living, breathing life form rather than a like a real store or company. Like it can't be cookie cut. It can't be duplicated. Mm -hmm. right? Every person that we have in the store has, you know, brings something unique to the table that enhances the vibe, that enhances our store. Add one on, take one away, and Scarlet Fire changes organically, right? Um, and and so, so could we could we do something just as good but different? Yeah, I think we could. Could we, you know, I think you know to try and like duplicate exactly what we're doing that. I don't think it's possible and, and might be a mistake to try. So come to the new Stella blue. It involves a lot of things. I mean, yeah, there's passion. I mean, 100% is passion. Anyone who we even want to kind of be part of our team at Scholar Fire 
we want them to have passion for life, passion for weed. Uh, if they have passion for music, passion for Grateful Dead, passion for fish, but just to be able to share whatever passion that they have, right? And then they're going to be educated. They're going to understand it and be able to talk to anybody that comes in the store about weed and to try make them more aware of it, right? And, that, and to find those nice, smart, educated people that put and devote their time to learning that, that's awesome. But those people are tough to find, right? And it, so it's a mixture of all that stuff. And, and then it comes down to just, you want happiness, man. That's what we're sharing ultimately. And that's what you want the people that are inside the store. And that is potentially replicatable, but to mix it all together into this beautiful um, energy that we have there. I mean, it's, it could be duplicated. It might not be. And so who knows? Got it. Got it. Scarlet Fire is a unique and profound tribute to the Grateful Dead. Have you had any contact with or feedback from anyone within the Grateful Dead paradigm about your store? Do they know about uh, it? So yes, yes. Um, it, you know, the section in our store called Dave's Picks is a nod to the Grateful Dead uh, series they put out for per year called Dave's Picks, which is done by the Grateful Dead's archivist and legacy manager, David Lemieux. Uh, when we posted our, our Dave's Pick sign, which is, uh, um, it's not their sign, but it's 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 kind of an interesting playoff their sign. Dave LeBue saw it on Twitter and said, I want that sign. So I had a sign made for him and I, I sent it to Vancouver Island where he lives. Nice. So when you came up with this concept and you were talking to your friends about it, what was the reaction like? I mean, were people like Grateful Dead themed cannabis store, you're crazy, or, or did people latch onto it and get, get the concept right off the bat? Because obviously it was a brilliant idea. Um, so to, to fairly answer the question, I had, it was a cross section of, of feedback. Um, you know, everybody had their own opinions, um, you know, um, you know, some of, the, some of the best, like, ideas, actually, some really interesting ideas from the store, um, you know, came from just talking to people, right? They say, why don't you do this? And why don't you try that? Um, and and it, was, it was from listening. Now, before, you know, in my previous life as a lawyer, I, you know, did a lot of uh, f uh, financing in Canada for U.S. cannabis companies. So I've probably seen 200, 250 different dispensaries across the U.S., right? And I, you know, I just keep note of things that people have done really, really well, or we're, you know, people miss the mark. You know, you have like a digital menu that's too small, too low, too this way, too that way, right? You want to make it easy for the customer. You want to give the customer, you know, experience if they want to come in, go to express checkout and get out, or if they want, you know, more uh, uh, a robust type of experience with with a canvas sommelier. Uh, and and so, I think. You know, seeing all of those dispensaries really helped me um, try to build something that was really consumer focused. You are really walking your talk in terms of crafting your business model in a progressive fashion in that you pay your staff more than the industry standard and you offer your employees a chance to share in your profits. What motivated you to take that approach? Um, I'm only making money, right? I'm making money. The reason I'm making money is because of my employees, right? Um, my employees work really, really hard. They're really, really smart. 
right? They're really loyal. They're, they're amazing people, right? I want, you know, if I'm successful, it's because of them. So I feel almost like an obligation to have them share in some of the profits and, 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 and participate. I want them to feel ownership in what we do. I want this to be proprietary for them. And what's the response been like? I mean, do you feel like you made the right decision? Um, oh, so I have the best staff in the world, right? I could not ask for uh, uh, better staff. I, you know, uh, Mo and I um, first met each other in junior high school. <clears throat> uh, and then we were, we were best friends in junior high school uh, and, and both obsessed with baseball and drifted apart in high school. And, you know, we see each other once in a while, but reconnected over the store. Uh, there's another guy that works at the store who we also met in, in junior high school, and we hadn't seen him in 30 years. Uh, so it, it's, it's just so weird how it all came together. It's the right people. Uh, it's, we just, it, it, just, it just feels so right with everybody. The universe is cosmic sometimes, and I think part of that is getting mixed into this, just the way it's unfolding. You know, like like Mo and I hadn't hung out for, before we started talking. Mo and I hadn't hung out for like you know thirty years, yeah. right? And um, you know, after the first time, you know, Mo looks at me and goes, "You know, this is just like it was when we were twelve in your parents' basement." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we see each other occasionally at shows, smoke a joint, have a quick laugh, but like, yeah, it's been awesome. This has been part of the the beauty of all this is that me and Dave have been able to reconnect and uh you know just unearth the friendship that uh was were there waiting for us is it true that you can buy a grilled cheese sandwich in your parking lot no <laughs> no but, but it was a, it was it, let me we've been talking about it right you know, <laughs> you know we have some issues with that you know anyway i'm not gonna go into we it had right slushies now. all summer though right with with a little sign on it that says can you pass the acid test right 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 <laughs> Yes, you need a miracle every day for that one, I think. Um, you have your own branded cannabis coming out soon, I believe. R we real do. soon? Yeah, we do. We do. It's going to you know, be out sometime in October. Uh, it's a pack of 10 uh, pre-rolls, uh, Sun County Kush. It's an Oaxacan uh, Landry Sativa uh, crossed with the Mazar Kush. And it's called Sun County Kush. Nice, nice. We have a little under a minute uh, till the next break. What's the community feedback been like since you've opened your uh, cannabis retail store? Uh, it's been great. I mean, A, we're in a great community of awesome, excellent people. I mean, for whatever reason, it seems like a large percentage of the people in that community are deadheads and fish heads. Um, so we ourselves are community-based. We want to try to give back to the community as much as we can. I mean, this is, this is about making everything better, including uh, the area that's welcoming us. And we want to keep that relationship reciprocal with them, for sure. There's, there's one person who doesn't like us. Oh, yeah, one person. <laughs> there's one person who really doesn't like us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but otherwise, everyone else loves us. Right. So. But we, we like them. Yeah. We like them. There you no. go, right? There you go. My guests are David Ellison and Mo Berghaus from Scarlet Fire in Toronto. We're going to take another break and come back with our final questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah. 
how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back, talking about Scarlet Fire in, in Toronto. Um, I just want to say how cool I think that your whole operation is. It's just really, really refreshing. Uh, and, and I really, uh, well, I'm going to have to check it out sometime. I'm going to have to, to definitely visit it. Um, we have a few minutes left. Is there anything that you'd like to add, like to leave our listeners with uh, while we still have some time? Um, so I just actually wanted to touch back onto the design and you're talking about uh, my first Grateful Dead experience. The, the series of portholes really represents the rabbit hole that I fell down uh, the day I saw my, my first show. Uh, and so to me, you know, from a visual point of view, um, to me, that rabbit hole is my favorite part of the store. Uh, uh, it's also, I think, the most meaningful part of the store to me. Um, and, you know, I'm glad I never found my way out of that rabbit hole. Uh, I'm glad I'm still like, well, going down that rabbit hole. Um, we're going to, you got anything else to, it's, uh, it's awesome to be able to share energy and passion, uh, with people, because I mean, the best part about our day is that we're attracting interesting people to come into the store, you know, other heads, other cannabis enthusiasts. And our conversations and our experiences during the day only get better and better. And it just, it, it renews our passion every moment when someone cool comes in and just brings a good vibe to share with us. And it's, uh, it's a fun journey like that, man. What, what I think is cool is that you folks, you weren't satisfied with just giving a, a, a normal cannabis retail experience. You wanted to create a, an actual experience for people, something that was stimulating on a, on a visual and cerebral and even a cultural level. Am I right? For, for sure. For sure. But, you know, you get, I think you get to a point in your life, right? Where if you're going to do something, you're going to do it like with properly, right? You're going to do it like the way it should be done. And, uh, and, and I think that was, um, you know, really sort of the, the motivation, right? What we really wanted to do is do something really, really right, really the way we think, we think it should be done or the right way it should be done. And so far, so good. Well, David Ellison and Mo Berghaus from Scarlet Fire in Toronto found at scarletfirecannabis.ca. Thank you so much for being on Hempresent. Thank you so much. And, and please come visit us anytime. We'd love to have you. Sounds great, man. That concludes this installment of Hemp's on Cannabis Radio. When it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice. Find your voice and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. See you next week and stay strong. Marijuana!
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.